Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Live sports are back. It's very possible that we may see an NBA playoff matchup between the Clippers and the New Jets. That's why our partners at Manscaped to partner with us to make sure your new Jets are as safe as possible when that matchup happens. Manscaped is here to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Charlie? Ah, the one team I hate in the NBA is the Denver New Jets. They have always had an awful color scheme. Uh, they've had horrible players. I do believe, though, Allen Iverson once choked out their coach. Oh, wait, that was the Sixers. But anyhow, it's not a manly team. And shaving anything below your waist is not manly. What is the only manly thing to shave, Derek Riley? The only manly thing to shave is your face, Chaz. Exactly. And so I got one of these manscapes, honest and true, and was supposed to shave other things, only shave my face. I am beyond happy because I can cut out, like, the major stubbles and then razor shave the rest of it without a massive rash. It's perfect. All right, so get 20% off and free shipping with the code DIRTYWATER at manscaped.com. That is 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code DIRTYWATER. Chess, how many readers do we need to buy these fucking things? All we need is eight. And so if you're feeling generous and or boozed right now, just click because I'm telling you, this ain't a bum steer. It's great on the face. I can't account for anywhere else, but it works on the face. So get 20% off free shipping with the code DIRTYWATER at manscaped.com. Please remember to use the code DIRTYWATER. Eight. Eight of you. I'm Derek Riley, and welcome to Dirty Water, an all-weather beatitude for gloom and with salutary daytime advice for everyone. Today's guest on Dirty Water has been described as a loner and a malcontent, and with a face that is the pitiful expression of a cruelly beaten child. Although a recent guest on Dirty Water, he returns with important news concerning the rapidly evolving world of wave pools. Welcome back, Mr. Shane Beshin. All right, so last time we spoke, Shane, you, uh, you mentioned, uh, mentioned a wave pool, but you couldn't say a dang thing. So uh, you've made your big announcement, a wave pool in uh, Mesa, Arizona. Tell us about it. Yeah, so um, I hooked up with the original inventors of the wave, Matt Gunn and John Boshi, about... Uh, let's say maybe three years ago or so. And um, Matt's just an avid surfer, entrepreneur, and he basically, you know, lives in Arizona, so he wanted to be able to surf, you know. So that was his driving motivation. And then he hooked up with John Bushy, who was an engineer for basically the government creating, like, Navy SEAL wave tanks for training and stuff. So um, originally when I first saw the the stuff that the engineer John Bushy did, I was like just watching the power of the swells that he was creating, you know, and I was just like, whoa, you know, that looks like it's got some action, you know. And um, yeah, one thing led to another. Actually, a friend of mine went out. The video that I posted was like the second version of the mini scale wave they made. And a friend of mine was was a mutual friend with my partner and basically introduced me to Matt. His name is Sham. And uh, he basically told me, like, man, you got to go check what these guys are doing, you know, in Arizona. And I flew out there and I went and met with them. And we basically hit it off. And, uh, yeah, I just jumped on the team and, and uh, basically just 
we've been pushing and working on the tech. I went to Arizona about uh, a year ago or no, it's probably about six, seven months ago now. But um, we got to like, play with the controls, design waves, like make waves. And it was actually like pretty daunting because the it's just limitless really on what you can create, you know, and, and that's uh, going to be a really cool thing in this kind of wave pool tech game. So the, so the company's called Swirl Manufacturing, is that right? Yeah. And, and in the website, it says it's Minnesota based, but it's actually Arizona. Well, um, John Bushy's from Minnesota and then Matt Gunn lives in Arizona. So it's a combo and I live in Hawaii. So <laughs> <laughs> it's a little triple combo, but, um, so, so, yeah. you've, so you've been interested in wave pools for, for quite a number of years now, and you were you were quite involved with CityWave, the German company, is that right? Yeah, yeah, I'm still I'm actually working on a project with CityWave that again I can't talk about yet until we get to a certain stage of progression, but hopefully that's coming soon as well. So originally, yeah, I've been like it's been about ten years now. I've been working in just putting my nose in the game and really just. You know, I always just thought like it was just going to be something huge, you know, like to me, it's like putting the first ski lift on a mountain, you know, like people are probably just like, what? You're tripping, you know, but now like ski resorts are, you know, it's just a massive industry. And um, I think that's what uh, the surf park thing will be for sure, especially because we, we won't be dependent on snow. You know, it can just be anywhere that there's decent weather. You know, people, even if it's a little chilly, people throw on a wetsuit and surf, you know. So, um, yeah, I think it's just going to be a, a big new industry. And I think it, it'll end up helping the surf industry in a big way and, and a lot of the people within it. So so for people who aren't aware of CityWave, can you describe CityWave? Um, so CityWave is a standing wave, which is like a river wave. It's basically stationary. And um, that wave is cool because it's deep water. You can ride a real surfboard with fins and you don't hit the bottom. You can do like big carves and, and uh, it's, it's really good for spots that don't have a big area, you know, so you can put a really fun wave in about 25,000 square feet. So you can have them in shopping centers and all sorts yeah, of Yeah. So it, it, it penetrates a different market than a lot of the paddling waves where, you know, you need acres and acres of land and, you know, all this, all this extra stuff. So, I mean, yeah, I think, you know, City Wave and then Swell, they cover kind of two different bases. And I think even someday we'll see parks with multiple waves, you know, within a park, just, just for fun and amusement to try different stuff, you know, while you're going somewhere. So can, can you go for people, you know, we had the comment uh, yesterday, the day before, I think maybe under your story, and they're getting a bit confused by the text because there's there's Wave Garden, there's Tom Lockterfield's Wave Lock, there's Swirl Manufacturing, there's American Wave Machines, there's Kelly, there's Five Lakes or Seven Lakes, whatever it is. <clears throat> Can you just go through each technology and, and explain what it is for the uh, for the lay person out there? Um. Yeah. So I mean, the American Wave Machines technology is. I mean, I'm I'm not the tech expert, you know, so I'm going to loosely describe what I understand as all the technology. Um, so wave garden is some sort of panel system through the pier, you know, where they, they have the pier and then they have one side is a left and one side is a right. 
And I don't actually know too much on how their system works, but, um, you know, I know that wave that, uh, American machines like Waco is like a air combustion chamber, you know? So they have all these chambers, maybe like against the, as that, that back wall has all these like air chambers that create the swell, you know, and they go off at, they basically can sequence those chambers to make different waves. And then um, Kelly's is a lot like Wave Garden. Well, the original Wave Garden. I mean, the original Wave Garden was the kind of the train thing. And then they switched over to their new system now. And basically, uh, Kelly's has a very similar thing where it's kind of just like a plow train going through the water. And, and that plow creates the wave along the bottom. And then... Um, the swell manufacturing one is be more of a hydraulic system. So what's really cool about the swell manufacturing is the cost of running is going to be really energy efficient. So um, in these surf parks and as you're designing and planning all of these parks, so the, the performer really depends on, you know, the cost per wave and what you're, you know, like the upfront costs are always big, but then it's the running cost that can really make you or break you in that game, you know? So um, that's, what's really cool about this product and this technology is that the running costs are really good. They, they net the, the hydraulic system never hits like a peak power or surge power, you know, it always kind of stays underneath that. So those once you like the surge thing from what I understand is like where you get the higher energy and, and you're, you're once you go past a certain level in load, then you're using up way more energy and you're paying way more per wave and all that stuff. So basically the hydraulic system is going to keep that underneath that uh, surge load, which is just good to use less energy anyways, but um, it'll really help keep the cost per wave down. So that, you know, we can deliver a really good product for a reasonable price. So how does the hydraulic system work? So it's not, it's not uh, chambers of water just being flung out by air or pistons moving back and forth? Is it? Um, I'm not exactly qualified to like explain how the hydraulic system works. I mean, once it gets going, we'll get an interview with John Bushy, our engineer, and let him tell. And I don't even know how much they want to tell, actually, you know, because it's such a gnarly game right now. <laughs> but um, I do know that the swells I've seen generated are look like true ground swells, you know. So it's it's generating from the very bottom of the of the pool all the way up, you know, so that when it hits the reef, it really has it creates some height on it. So I think. We'll have a nice solid, you know, overhead wave and and then we'll have the options to, you know, create all different types of waves. So how big is the uh, Arizona pool going to be? There, the Arizona pool is going to be about two acres. And how does that and compare to, to Waco, sir? I think Waco is about three acres, but the way our pool is going to be designed is we're still going to have about a 10 to 12 second ride as well you know, which is about what Waco is, you know, it's about three, four good turns or one huge ramp <laughs> or a barrel and a ramp, however, however you want to split it up. But um, yeah, I think the ride should be about 10 to 12 seconds. It seems like, you know, with the development of technologies and, and how it's progressed, 
that the old sled model, the Kelly and the original Wave Garden, <clears throat> was great and it was impre- it was impressive. But the fact that you can't uh, customize it, it has, it's probably going to be its fatal flaw. The only thing you can change is the volume of the water and the bathymetry of the the bottom of the uh, the pool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the sled is limiting in a few factors, especially the the time between waves. You know, I think that that's probably the most challenging factor really you know and then, like you said you can really you can't really sequence on the train you know because the train's just going from one end to the other and you can maybe manipulate the amount of water in the pool you can't manipulate the bottom because that would be a nightmare to you know drain and shift the bottom so that's so basically yeah you're you're basically locked into that bottom and then they they could probably increase and decrease the speed of the train to create a different wave, but that would probably just make it mushier or, or steeper, you know, from what I've seen over there. But I think the the time in between the three to four minutes is is the part that's pretty challenging for that type of technology. Have you surfed Kelly's pool yet? Yeah, yeah, I've been there. I've been there a couple times. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely a sick wave. I think it's just... Uh, it's kind of ominous in the way that it's just, it has an energy where everyone's so worried about their waves because there's so few of them that it just kind of creates more of a stressful situation instead of a, a super fun situation, you know? Like, I don't want to, like, when I go surf with my friends, I don't want to be, like, sitting on the shoulder hoping that they fall <laughs> you know? so I can get the wave, you know? I want to... I want everyone to be falling and, you know, having fun and getting plenty of turns to surf, you know? So, um, but you know, like, again, it's, people are super psyched on it. It's a super fun way if, you know, so I think it caters to a specific market. And I think that as we progress forward, there's, there's going to be a full variety of waves and, and different kind of perceptions on what a surf park should be. The Kelly's, Kelly's pool, uh- learning work for an ultra specific niche though because it's incredibly expensive the waves are very scarce and it takes up pretty much the length of bondo beach to uh, to build compared to yeah. you know, like yours or, or tom's or so on. yeah yeah it's um it's a crazy long wave you know and uh and that also creates some challenges too you know like just it's tough to even watch the wave in person you know because it's so far away you really can only watch a chunk of the wave, like from the beach or from the side, you know, and either then they're either watching the back or they're just so, so far away. You can't really see it. Yeah. It feels but, like it's, a, it's an amazing way, but it's an amazing sort of rich man's indulgence more than anything. Well, I mean, it's no secret that it costs a lot of money to be able to surf it. <laughs> and even when I was there, you know, like I was there with Red Bull doing some camps and stuff. And, you know, I got to surf a couple of waves. Like Carissa hooked me up with a wave, you know, I was like, you can have a wave, you know. And it was actually really cool because, you know, like it's such a, the scarcity creates a weird energy there, you know, and it's like kind of like tense, you know. <laughs> It's so fucking tense, yeah. and when you when you're waiting at the top of the wave for your um, for your wave, you don't fuck it up, don't get behind the section. It's the yeah. opposite. It's the opposite of Waco. Yeah, totally. You know, so I mean, to me, it's all about fun, and uh, you know, there's enough stress of surfing at your local lineup. You know, just wondering if you know so and so's going to pull out. If you have to hassle, like you know, like all this stuff. 
you're just not guaranteed waves, you know, when you go in the ocean. And, and it's kind of like that when you go to Slater's too, like you may be guaranteed a few, but then there's that pressure of like not blowing the wave and, you know, some, so it's, it's interesting, but, uh, I mean, it's, it's popular though. So there's definitely probably a lot of people that have gotten the best rides of their life in that wave, you know? So that's, that's really cool. And then the first barrel of their life too. Yeah, exactly. So, <clears throat> I mean, like I said, I think there'll be something for everyone in this market as it progresses. So where do you, where do you see it in 10 years time? Cause I, I see it is that a whole bunch of, it'll, there'll be a proliferation of surf parks. They'll be everywhere over the next 10 years. And then a whole bunch will go broke and there'll be one or two that, that uh, stand the test of times, kind of like adventure parks in the 80s and 90s. used to be adventure parks everywhere and water slides and shit. And they all go broke eventually. And it feels like that in pools. There's going to be one or two techs that'll prove to be profitable models and other ones will just get the investors and then they'll end up being um, abandoned skate parks pretty much. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, uh, the participation right now of surfing is next level you know i'm 48 years old and i've never seen so many surfers in my life you know so um and the other thing is it's it's a skill-based surfing these surf parks will be a skill-based activity which means that it kind of can never get boring you know like a water slide or a water park you know you go down the same slide over and over and and it's you know but you're, I mean, you're going to surf your whole life and, and not perfect it, you know, no matter where you surf. So I think in that sense, I would probably disagree in the fact that, yeah, I think some people will, will get it wrong, you know, as far as the whole experience and like for the Cannon Beach, uh, venue like that, our technology is going to be in, it's going to be a really cool, like lifestyle venue, you know, where it's like work, stay, surf, almost like a communal, we work, you know, like a new modern age kind of vibe like that, where, you know, you can kind of get everything within this venue. You know, you have your hotels, your restaurants, your, your workspace, we work stuff and, you know, gyms and, you know, like a whole like kind of ecosystem that, that is really like, kind of promotes a lifestyle that surfing is really, you know, like the most surfers are healthy. They do some sort of training. They also have fun and party at night and weekends or whatever. But, you know, like I think there's this whole kind of concept out there that hasn't really been done yet that um, I think we're going to nail it on that. It's interesting because you have uh, BSR, which is pretty much beer and beer and slides and you have Palm Springs, yeah. which is going to be the cool kids. <laughs> And you're going to be the, uh, the the WeWork kind of complete ecosystem thing. Um, are, you, are you going to go down the kind of the yoga route or are you going to, there's going to be fun clubs and shit in uh, Cannon Beach? I think it'll be all of the above, you know, like I think there'll be like really good restaurants that will be like night, you know, nighttime vibes, you know, where, you know, people can go and have drinks and, you know, find entertainment and stuff. There'll be like a full like gym performance center vibe that caters to men and women, you know, so there'll be like, you know, like Pilates and bar and yoga and all that stuff. But then also I really want to bring like the performance side into it to have like super fun, like trampoline. And because even in Hawaii, I've been doing like what I call dry camps and, you but know, no, like no booze. Uh, no, not that dry, <laughs> just okay. on land, you know, so 
Um, you've actually probably seen clips of her. Have you seen little Aaron Brooks launching airs? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been working with her really closely, and she's a gnarly skater. So I've spent a lot of time with her on the skate ramp and the trampoline. And uh, it's it's incredible to see that coming to fruition, her just stomping full rotors at Wayfair. She's her and, her and Sky Brown, huh? Yeah. And uh, Sierra Kerr is doing sick airs too. So I think the the wave pool thing is going to be, has already like been a huge factor in the performance of like women surfing going forward. You know, like I think the next generation of, of female surfers is going to be pretty progressive. <laughs> yeah. So 12 year old girls doing better airs and anything Stephanie Gilmore or, or Carissa or, or Lakey can do. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, but they also have the benefit of having a perfect ramp to train on, you know, so it's, it's just, uh, the evolution of the sport and, um, but yeah, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a big market, you know, and like I was saying before, I think it's going to allow opportunity for a lot of people that are coming and looking for jobs like within this broken surf industry that we have right now. Um, I think it'll create a lot of opportunity for people within the industry as far as like coaching and, and performance camps and, and, you know, running facilities and, you know, like the whole gamut of managers and stuff like that. Um, I think the venues will like offer up a lot of job opportunity for people. And you're joined because it's in Mesa. It's going to be um, trunks all year round, huh? Well, I guess Arizona gets a bit chilly for a few months in the winter, like December and January. But yeah, other than that, they have it's blazing out there. <laughs> so yeah, it'll be mostly trunks. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's called Cannon Beach. Is that named after Cole Cannon, the uh, the lawyer and developer that uh, you're involved? Yeah, in? yeah. So um, it's funny because my partner Matt, he was he met Cole through just like pickup games and stuff in Arizona at like playing basketball together, you know, like every Tuesday or whatever. And, um, they just started talking and became really close. And then basically he had a property come up that he got, that he was figuring out what to do with it. And he's talking to my partner, Matt, and he said, Hey, you know, this, check this out. And it's cool. Cause Cole's a really like, younger forward thinking develop you know like if you think of a developer you wouldn't think of cole you know like he's super like athletic young forward thinking so it's it's for me it's really cool to work with people like that because i mean there's just a lot of people that can't see it you know can't see the vision and so it's cool to to work with people that have a vision and and see it and believe in it he seems pretty bullish on his uh, website. I love this quote. He goes, um, he's a negotiator at heart, not the soft type, but the speak softly and carry a big stick type that Teddy Roosevelt preached about. <laughs> does, that, does that describe him? Yeah, well, actually, I've I've only met him, like, I've only hung out with him once. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. But I just, I just know for the fact that he's committed to doing it, you know, like, it, t- it takes balls to do that, you know, and... Um, and he sees it like him and Matt went to Waco and he surfed and checked the whole vibe out and, and was even more excited after that trip to, you know, really get after it. So what's it going to cost so, this build? I'm not sure. That's not my department. <laughs> 
but I'm sure it's, you know, it's definitely in the millions. I know that, but I, as far as how many millions, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so is it, is it the, um, is it the big space on uh, East Warner Road and South Power Road in Mesa? Is that where it's being built? Um, I don't have the exact address. I went and like walked the property and checked it out, but it is on the crossroads of two, um, like a main road and another main road. So I think it's a really ideal location. It's about 30 minutes from Phoenix airport. Yeah. And, and then it's about 10 minutes from another municipal airport. That's just right there. So, and then Gilbert is the closest city and it's just like popping like, colleges and just you know people everywhere so i think uh i think it's just going to be yeah i think it'll be a really cool experience and one of the things we're really focusing on is to make the experience as cool on land as it is in water like you were saying you know like beers and slack like what is it you know and so i think we're really gonna encompass like a, a whole lifestyle mission to really have something for everyone and i think that'll kind of marry the whole project together properly. So, you know, so, so are you, you going to do a, are you gonna do a Shane Magnuson and uh, live out there? Um, no, but I'll be definitely spending a lot of time out there, especially like when we get the prototype built and we're dialing in all the waves and everything. I'll be out there a bunch. So will you be the one responsible for um, working out the sequences for all the different waves or is that... Um um, well, we're all doing it. Uh, me, Matt, and John, we're all doing it. It's, it's cool because, you know, Matt's been heavily involved with John. So he has his ideas. And, and then John is a straight engineer. He doesn't really know anything about surfing. And he has his like engineerial ideas and pr principles of what has to happen. And then I come in and just mess it all up with, you know, philosophies from the ocean, <laughs> you know. So it's actually, we had a blast when we were creating the waves and um, he did uh, a couple of times, John just looked at me and just uh, said like, man, like, you know, let's just get like five or 10 on the board because what we can do is so limitless that like, it's just ridiculous. You know, there's so many, basically we'll have 20 pumps across the back and we can sequence those in any way. And then you can, sequence the the speed of which you push and pull the pumps you know so that it becomes like this like limitless sequencing thing that and we like right off the bat we had like five like pretty sick waves i was like okay like if we just have these five alone to start with that'd be insane you know so um but you know once we get into the real prototype where we're surfing the waves then that's going to be a whole nother story so is the is this, is Arizona going to be the first full size prototype? Uh, yeah, yep. So wow. it'll be the first full size prototype, and then it'll and then um, it'll be the first thing built within Cannon Beach, and then once the prototype's all dialed in, then it'll turn into a full public venue, with Cannon Beach being the the whole venue around it. So how will it look? Will it, will it have a sort of a Waco or Palm Springs kind of appearance? It'll be this uh, mid-sized pool and waves has come from out of that? Um, yeah, well, Waco runs along the wall because of the pumps. You know, ours is going to come straight in like a wave more, you know, so you'll be kind of surfing more to the beach. You'll be surfing sideways, but you'll be surfing in as well. Yeah. 
So basically, and the other really cool thing is we're going to be able to create a peak, you know, so we'll actually have a peak where guys can sit side by side and go right and left and, and have good waves going in both directions. So that's, a, that's another thing that I think will be really fun with the wave pools. Cause even wave garden, like if you want to go left, I want to go right. You're on the other side of the pier and, and we don't really see each other the whole session, you know, maybe through the pier, I'll be like, what's up, you know, how, how was that last one or something? But you know, in this sense, you know, we'll be just like side by side and, you know, splitting peaks, switching peaks, you know, switching directions. So that's a whole nother aspect that I don't really think is on the market yet. In the, um, you've said that. Well, um, Surf Lakes has a peak though. I, I take that back. It looks like Surf Lakes, when they do their wave, it has a right and a left. I love everything. They got peaks and beach breaks and ledges. Yeah. And- when that big fucking that plunger comes crazy. down. Boom. Yeah, that plunger is crazy, man. Like that that thing is incredible looking. <laughs> <laughs> when it's when it's working up. <laughs> hey, so how close to breaking dirt are you guys? Um, I think in the next month I'll be uh, submitting for permits. And then, you know, hopefully a month or two after that. I mean, the good thing is uh, I think um, Cole has a really good rapport with Arizona and the cities within Arizona because he's just from the developments he's done already. So, um, I mean, I take it as a really good sign that they've already approved the whole plan and everything because a lot of times going through the city is the toughest thing, you know? So the fact that that's already passed is an incredible sign and they're super excited for it. So I, Hopefully, you know, they're psyched and, and get us through the permit process fast. How excited? How excited are your kids, Nora and uh, Coda? Oh, uh, they're excited, but it's also like I can't talk about it much because, you know, like you start a, you start into this new thing and you talk about it. And then I've I've had so many deals fall to the wayside that I just basically keep my mouth shut now. But um, I do know that I saw Cole actually posted that everything was approved before I did, you know, when I saw it and I hit up Matt and I was like, is this for real? Like, and they said, yeah, it's, it's for real. It's all approved. So that's when I made the decision to come out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to have you out of the closet, mate. Hey, um, surf, surf rider Europe issued a statement last night saying in part that environmental concerns outweigh the value of wave pools and that their construction implies land artificialization huge water consumption and large quantities of energy. Um, can you put a stick in those bastards' eyes? Because I love pools. <laughs> well, I mean, take your pick on what's hurting the environment, you know? Like, just stop making damn plastic, you know? Like, just go back to glass. Like, that would, that would help a lot, you know? So, I mean, the amount of water and energy consumption that Cannon Beach will, will use will be like a one third of a housing development in the same area, you know? So, and even um, I was doing some consulting for desert surf in Palm, uh, Palm Springs and they got it to where their surf, their wave was using about the same amount of water as one hole of an 18 hole golf course, Wow! you know? So, I mean, there's always going to be keyboard critics, you know, but, in saying that, we're definitely um, dedicated to making it the most carbon neutral as we can. You know, like we're going to be talking to 
several different people that have like carbon neutral options, microgrids, solar. So, um, yeah, I think it couldn't be a better place for solar. What's that? Couldn't be a better place on earth for solar. Yeah, exactly. You know, so I think, I mean, I do feel totally responsible as a surfer to try to, you know, like help the world be a cleaner place, you know, because, um, you know, like having clean oceans and clean water and clean beaches, like that's priceless, you know, and, you know, instead of going to Mars, you know, or trying to go to Mars, you know, they should like clean up this earth first, you know, so we're definitely down for sustainability and, and leaving the smallest footprint as possible. It's interesting surf rider though, because it's the first sort of line in the sand between people who are sort of more um, concerned about the ocean, uh, people who are more concerned about surfing. Cause I don't think surfers are naturally environmentally um, <laughs> concerned about the environment, except for in a very superficial sense. <clears throat> so surfers just want to go surfing, right? Yeah. <laughs> they want to surf, but they don't want to surf in trash. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Yeah. But, but the thing with pools is if you haven't surfed them, it's easy to kind of draw this line and say they're fucked or whatever. But when you, um, when you have been in pools, you just realize the extraordinary potential for fun. Yeah. And, and honestly, like we were talking about earlier, like it's something where if you create it right and people know they're going to go get a bunch of waves and have fun with their friends, like that's cool. You know, like, like we were saying, like you can go out to your local spot and still have that underlying stress of like, whoa, it's going to be getting dark soon. Am I going to get one, <laughs> you know, and, and to just eliminate that and, and know that everyone, everyone gets plenty, you know, is, is a really cool thing. And, and yeah, you know, that's, it's a bummer that Surfrider did that because there's so many other things they could be attacking, you know, like even like the whole cruise ship thing I heard is just crazy. Like the amount of fuel and just pollution they put in the oceans, you know, those massive like uh, cruise liners and stuff. So it's just like, pick your poison. There's, there's a lot worse things out there polluting the earth than the footprint of a surf park, I'd say. Hey, isn't it interesting now that the um, the big surfing road trip in America will be to um, to Phoenix, to, to, to Waco, and to Palm Springs? Yeah, and I think it'll spread from there. I mean, when I post this stuff, like, it's really blown me away where, where I get messages from. You know, like, I've had a good handful of people from like Denver, Colorado, you know, tell me like, Oh, Denver, you know? And I'm like hitting them up going, people surf there. And they're like, Oh yeah, freaking that. You know, they're just psyched on it, you know? So I think as it penetrates these more, little more inland markets, then it'll even go further inland, you know? And um, yeah, someone was hitting me up on my post the other day. It was about Chicago. Like, Oh, we need one in Chicago. And and people surf the Great Lakes, you know, and like, it's, it's crazy. Like people want to do it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's really interesting. What about desert surf? What, what's happening with desert surf? Well, desert surf is still fully on, on track, but it got slowed down from the whole COVID thing, you know? So I don't know that all the cities shut down for a couple months or whatever they did, their lockdowns and stuff. And so it's just, it basically just got delayed a bit, but it's, it sounds like it's starting to move forward again. So there's, there's three to three planned pools for uh, Palm Springs, right? Desert Surf, Palm Springs Surf Club, and there's one more. Is that correct? 
Isn't didn't I hear that there's a Slater wave going in Desert Sur? Uh, I think so, in a big condo development or something. Yeah, there's some mega Slater wave I heard maybe going in in Palm Springs as well. Jeez. But I've been checking out uh, Kalani's Rob's one and Shane Magnuson and stuff. That one looks fun, you know. I just just as a fun thing, you know. Like I like I said, I think there's going to be all different varieties, you know, and and it's just all about fun, you know, and watching Mason and Coco surf that thing looks like a blast, you know. So that that was that was the the best clip I've seen of Mason in about three years. <laughs> Doing the wall slide. Fuck the wall slides and you know, and the um and the lefts and the and the sick right and fins, you know, riding the tube, fins first and yeah. <laughs> fucking crazy. It's great. <laughs> hey, so you know, so we've spoken about that, you know, there'll be a proliferation of you know wave pools over the next 10 years. Where do you see surfing as a culture and the amount of people surfing and, and, and everything in 10 years' time? Because there's going to be a lot more participants in 10 years' time. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it's to me, it's it's grown so much already. I feel like wave pools will just help supplement surf. You know, I think a lot of people, like you said, will just do kind of like mini staycations in America and and go to these surf parks when like, you know, say if you're in Cali and you go on a mentalized trip, it's probably, you know, a minimum five grand, you know, just to, for one person to go, you know, it's probably three grand for the boat two to travel, you know, it's like, it's a lot of money, you know, and, and then as these surf parks originate and, and create different opportunities for like the whole family to go or, you know, and, and, pay half the money but then you're guaranteed to have a blast then i think that'll become a viable option you know and i think uh, even though the participation will grow i think the surf parks will be able to supply the waves for that growing market and i think a lot of the growth will be in spots that won't necessarily be by the coast so those people probably wouldn't be crowding the local lineups anyways you know they're just where they are but they get to surf where they are and they're stoked so, I don't know. We'll see. It's amazing when you do the mint the mints comparison because you can go to Wave Park and you spend a hundred bucks and you get a dozen waves. But you go to the mints and with long period swells, you might be lucky to get two waves an hour. So you surf for uh, you surf for six hours and you might get 12, 15 waves. Yeah, or then a couple boats roll up and it's packed, you know. And so, yeah, I mean, I think there'll be a, I think there'll be just more waves for people to surf you know <laughs> i think that definitely the participation will grow but um a lot of spots in the world like say hawaii for instance you know like you're not going to surf a wave pool and then paddle out at back door or you know sunset or rock you know so people are going to try though that's the thing they'll they'll spend um three years learning to surf at your pool in phoenix and they'll come to the north shore and fucking haunt you well, they'll get humbled real fast, you know, and, and realize that it's, it's a totally different ball game, you know, like the, the local guys get humbled here that surf have been serving here for 30 years, you know, like it's just the ocean is the boss, you know, and a lot of spots dictate kind of who gets to be out there. <laughs> it's funny though, cause it'd be like, um, roller skating rinks and there'll be people who will just own the park. There'll be kids who just live at those parks and they'll be, yeah. you know, they're doing chop, like they'll be doing mason tricks, you know, fins first, tube riding and chop hops in the barrels <laughs> and, and so on. But they'll have no idea about the ocean. Yeah. That'll be interesting. But 
right on, you know, like if they don't have anything about, know anything about the ocean, then I'm sure all the guys at their local spots are going to be stoked on that. And then, but they get to surf their whole life, you know? So I think it'll all pan out as long as everyone's riding and having a blast. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe at the park you have like an ocean information center so you can teach people about the ocean as well. Totally. No, I think that's a, a totally viable thing and something that should be implemented at parks, you know, as just, just simple ocean etiquette, you know, like just in the last 10 years, I feel like there's, you know, been just a lack of that in a way from like first generation surfers, you know, like parents raising kids that the parents didn't surf, you know, and, but their kids are into it, you know, so they're taking like, you know, soccer or baseball mentality into surf, you know, and, and it's, there's been some instances, you know, where it's like kids have to be taught, you know, like the rules and the etiquette of the lineup and stuff. And, you know, like I've taught my kids, you know, Hey man, respect your uncles, you know, like respect the guys that are, at, you know, the boys at the spot get in where you fit in, you know, like just, there's just, it's just basic etiquette and it's tougher and tougher, you know, like, especially you go to lowers, you know, like it's just crazy down there. People are piling all over each other, snapper, you know, like the crazy thing is like, you, I still watch snapper and you'll watch a wave go by and you'll see 10 guys go over the falls, you know, and it's just, <laughs> there's still so many like you said there's still so many guys that surf in the ocean every day that still can't deal with a, a snapper slab you know behind the rock <laughs> so <laughs> the ocean's the boss and always will be <laughs> and the classic thing about the pool is you've paid your money and that wave is all yours no one's going to take it off you yeah that's a that's a cool thing you know and and to back that up with knowing that you have a lot of attempts as well is is the second cool thing, you know, that makes it really fun, you know, which I'm super stoked on because that's the funnest thing is when there's enough waves to go around and you're hooting for your friends and, you know, like everyone's just having a good time. Like that's, that's the cool part of what I think we're going to be able to create. And for a lot of people, it might be the first time in their lives that they've genuinely hooted their friends catching a wave because normally you hoot your friend going, oh, fuck. You can't. <laughs> yeah. can't believe you got that you're like, shit. You're like one guy off at Snap. You're like, oh, I just want to burn my boy right now. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that's, you know, that's like the, one of the coolest things about surfing. Like some of the funnest sessions you have, it's with a few of your friends and the waves are fun and everyone's just stoked, like hooting and hollering and having a blast, you know? And I think that's the, that's the energy that will, if you create that energy, then you'll win the game. The, the surf park game. <laughs> so it's great. So you get to hoot your friends, but you also get to shame your friends when they do blow the takeoff because it's pretty easy to kind of get a bit of head noise at those parks when the water yeah. starts sucking out and, and then you know, you've got <laughs> yeah. 15 people watching you and people lining the wall. Yeah. So there's well, going to be... One, one cool thing about our tech too is we're going to be about 10 feet. The wave will break about 10 feet from the wall. Oh, wow. So yeah. you, know, you know how Waco just pops up right there and you're just like, well, everyone's just kind of in that little kind of queue, <laughs> you know, everyone's like, okay, the next guy's trying to get next to the wall out the back and it just pops up real fast. Um, this, this technology will have about 10 feet. So you'll have at least a second or two to see the swell coming at you and then, you know, get in position and, and paddle for it. 
Yeah, because you know, with Wave Garden and Waco, it just it's just there. You hear the noise, and boom, the, the, yeah. the, world, the world just swallows you up. Yeah, I haven't. I've surfed. I surfed the old Wave Garden in Texas, the first one. I haven't surfed the new tech, so I haven't uh, experienced that one yet. Actually, I surfed Wave Garden in uh, England and Texas, but they're the the trains. The old train is that still going? The one in Wales. The old train? Oh, yeah. Jeez. Can you imagine being stuck with that $20 million dog? Oh, man. That would be a bummer. You need, to, you need to take your hydraulics over there, mate. The price of the revolutionists. The price, <laughs> the price of the revolution. And you're a revolutionary, <laughs> mate. You're a revolutionary of joy. Joy and shame. <laughs> hey, thanks for oh, your time. Thanks for your time. Today. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, yeah. Hey, thanks for your time today. I really appreciate it. Okay, right on, Derek. Legend. Sit. Okay, well, talk soon. Bye. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube